0: In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films, two voice actors
1: set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for Mockbusters. But just one second,
2: this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours
1: to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash, or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayres and Matthew Biddle. Ah! It's the last episode of Mockbusters! What a disaster! (laughs) It's disaster movies, baby. But I'll tell you one thing that isn't a disaster, is my runaway victory this season. I have evened the scores of Come Back with a Vengeance and now we're on two seasons apiece. And we find ourselves in a situation where I've got to put myself through an entire episode Knowing there's fuck all in it for me at the end of it, we're uh, we're calling it early. There's such a thing as uh, quitting while you're ahead. We're gonna oh we're gonna call God. it at nine episodes this season. You're a sore loser. You're an even sorer. I f- am winner. not even half as sore a winner as you were in season one. <laughs> I have been gracious throughout all yeah, of this, well... but I've got to take the beginning of this episode to just do a little bit of gloating. Yeah, okay. well, congratulations. I'll give you that much. You gave us some solid content this season. Thank you. Although I did have one of my friends say to me the other day, I thought Matt was robbed the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny because I think exactly the same thing. Well, I felt like I was robbed in season one. So turns out there's just injustice all around. My mum's going to be livid (laughs) when she catches up. Let's find out who our guest this week is and what genre they've got for us. What a surprise. Hi, I'm Chris Tilley, and your genre this week is... Disaster movies. Disaster films. I think everyone's seen at least one. I mean, you've got the big hitters like 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, Armageddon, Deep Impact. Armageddon and Deep Impact, both basically the same plot. Um, Big asteroid, coming to Earth, blah, blah, blah. Released the same year, but just completely different companies and everything. But I think Armageddon 1 on the basis they had Bruce Willis and that incredible song by Aerosmith don't want to miss a thing all going over my head to be honest i can't remember it's been too long since since your your last rewatch of Armageddon <laughs> and Deep Impact <laughs> yeah i mean i i do it on a yearly cycle so it's been almost a year at this almost. point i've got it due in a couple sure, of weeks short of course naturally yeah yeah <laughs> okay cool so should we have some titles Yes, please hit me up with some disastrous titles. So for the final time in season two, let's have some disastrous titles from our plot device. Here we go. Alright, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll roll these off, Jack. I'm gonna roll them okay. off. Title number one Snakes and Invaders. I'm getting sort of like a Mars attacks meets snakes on a plane vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like Independence Day, but snakes. But snakes. But they're snakes and invaders. They're not snake invaders. That's very true. They are mutually exclusive. <laughs> okay. Right, title number two. Confused by a rise of machines. So there's been a, a, a big rise of machines, but I just can't get my head around it. It's like the normal people in Terminator 3. Yeah. They're just like, what? Skynet, what? Yeah. It, What's it, going on? Isn't that the one that does my internet security? What? They launched a nuke. What? what the fuck? Raw, that's mad, you know. This guy called John Connor came in, acting all Billy Big Bollocks. He's a fucking robot there. Ooh, title number three, Extinction of Nowhere. So what is that, like, just that humans just build on fucking everything? So, like, nowhere doesn't even exist anymore because it's a car park now. This one's quite an interesting one. Title number four, End of the Ocean. Yeah, I mean, you could take that multiple ways. Like, have you reached the end? Yeah. Or is it, like... Going extinct. That's like a, f- a flat-earther disaster film, isn't it? Title number five, Giant with Wings. Giant with Wings. Right, giant okay, with Wings. So it's just a giant with wings. There's no. Is, <laughs> is that not terrifying? Right, as if a giant isn't scary enough, the bastard can fly. Where's he flying to, though? Wherever he wants. If you're a giant and you've got wings, you'd go wherever you want. There's nowhere to go. You're already massive, like I'm, a, like Godzilla with wings. Like, where's he fucking flying to? Was it Mothma in the like Godzilla? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mothra. Like, Mothra. Where's he flying to? Like, he's too big. There's nowhere he's flying to. What do you need wings that big for? Two flaps. you have know, the fucking atmosphere. <laughs> Great freedom, then, isn't it? Right. Okay. So there's our uh, five plot device generated titles, and now we're going to go and have a look at some of our audience suggestions. We have lots of. Wonderful disaster movie titles this week from lots of new people. Ooh, so that's lovely. exciting. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do the old uh, the old number system? Do you know what, Jack? You won, so I'm going to let you pick the creme de la creme, the creme de la of what creme. I'm of what I'm seeing here. Okay, we had this from Sarah Kennedy: Big Finn. massive whale or shark, or Finn as in the end. Oh. I like that. That's as in, at you know, like the end of a black and white film. Yeah. From Martin Lewis, we had, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? I like that one a lot as well. Quite a lot as it happens. Yeah. That sentence usually precedes something going horribly wrong. And this one from Jace Diaz. earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, like, a giant duck or something? <laughs> well... Who knows? It's Earthquack. I love that. That's got a similar sort of energy to War Slam, like
0: Earthquack.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some of the others for honourable mentions. We had uh, Meg Matthews with Hands, Face, Space. Oh, yeah, I like it. We had Finbar Farrell with The Day After Yesterday. The Day After Yesterday, I like that. That's a nice follow-up to Day After Tomorrow. We had Meredith Lewis with Disaster Destination. Nice, I like that one We had more as well But the, the last one I'll read out We had from Sarah Lynham was Ah <laughs> I like <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot Well I mean you can have that one too If you want If you want a little extra one You can have it Yeah go on then, why not I like, I like that as an option Good, we've got, a, we've got a nice Broad selection of stuff to work with We do Oh my god
3: Oh, Jack,
2: something just smashed through your window. Ah! Oh, God, what is it? It's, it's, oh, it's, it's a giant th- with wings. It's a giant with <laughs> wings. Oh, my God, he's massive. He's so big. <laughs> no, please, no. I'd, no no, no way.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I've, I've just realised it's actually just just a bit of toilet paper that smashed through my room. It's not my fault you ain't got a double glazing. Bloody! Ha- what is this like Halloween or That's something? That's good quality TP, isn't it? Quadruple ply. What's, what's is that? Something written on the toilet paper? Yeah, it is. It's a bit smudged. Oh, it's it's is that phone number? It seems to be. Yeah. What happens if you call the phone number? Okay. Nine nine nine. <laughs> <laughs> nine nine. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seven five six four two three three one. Six. It's ringing. Hello? Who is this? What why have you thrown toilet paper through my expensive windows?
0: Oh, hey there, Jack. I'm so I'm so glad you got my my message. Sorry, it's just I just wanted to demonstrate the the strength and Can I can of my I stop products. you here?
1: Are you fucking Gerard Butler?
0: No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
1: Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know.
0: I can be Gerard Butler. You want me to be Gerard Butler. <laughs>
1: I just had I just had a hunch, you know, with, with Gerard Butler being the king of disaster movies, that yeah, maybe sure. he had turned up.
0: No, no, he's... No, he's, it's not him. Anyway, uh, my name's Gerard Bogroll.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Gerard Bogroll, right. Yeah,
0: and what I've just thrown through your window is... I'm
1: going to have another disgusting one.
0: No, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be a nice classy one. This is a classy Bogroll for classy people. So, you remember what happened when all this COVID shit kicked off? Everyone went fucking mental getting all the bog roll. So it's a shortage everywhere.
1: Right? Well, yeah.
0: That that's what inspired us to get into the market, right? Uh, now, unfortunately, you know, bog roll's really easy to come by. So, I want I want your film to really demonstrate the importance of hoarding as much bog roll as you can for the apocalypse. <laughs>
1: right you can do this right. in
0: any means necessary but it'd be great if there are scenes of mass hysteria of people that's the first thing people go to get is just get loads of bog roll if problems in the film could be solved by by bog roll as well like you know if people need to fashion a torch just set fire to some bog roll if people need a weapon uh they could just do a bog roll mace <laughs> of some kind
1: the, uh, the the post apocalyptic world will be fueled by um, force of character and bog roll. Listen, so
0: when they said they were going to wipe out humanity, humanity wiped back.
1: <laughs> 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 how how long have you been sitting on that one? Sitting on your little bog. I'm
0: pretty proud. I kind of want to take the executive producer demand back now because I'm on it.
1: That's good. That's good. Well, yeah, go. no, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm happy that with that.
0: One. You can have that one. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's it for me, Jack. Um,
1: I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Cheers, Derrard. No
0: worries. No worries. Bye-bye. Bye
1: Bye now, mate. Fucking virgin. Oh, God, how would he know that reference? How would he know that reference? How would he just know? He's clearly a listener. He's obviously... I mean, who isn't at this point? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm quite pleased with that. Quite pleased with that. Oh, Matt, is that your your phone ringing? That is my phone ringing. I didn't realise you still had a BlackBerry. I don't... (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't... <laughs> not even relevant. Not even, <laughs> even relevant. Hello. Namaste, Matt. Yes. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, who is this? Hi, it's me, Hollywood actor Orlando Bloom. Oh, for God's sake. I mean... Oh, Orlando. You're right, mate. You had a good eight hours. Yeah, you okay, mate? That sounded a bit, um, a bit negative. And not- yeah, Sorry. sorry about that, mate. It's just my... Fucking chakras are off or whatever yeah, bollocks it is you believe in. Yeah, well, you know what I find normally helps with that is... um I you, do, I've read the interview, Orlando, I know what have, helps uh, you with that. You clearly haven't had your brain octane on this morning. No, no, I forgot, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, basically, um I, I noticed that you were doing a disaster movie and because I've been spending so much time trying to improve uh, the the world of Hollywood in as many different ways as I can... Uh, when well, I woke up this morning and I was listening to the uh, the Dalai Lama's new podcast, I, uh... Wait, hang on, is that real? Does the Dalai Lama have a podcast? Uh, don't think so. <laughs> and after taking my, uh, uh, two or three hours to meditate and type up my mm-hmm. thoughts on gender equality on Instagram, uh, yep. and settling down for my daily goji berry and hazelnut bath... Sure. I basically thought to myself... Uh, there's not enough uh, positivity and optimism in today's Hollywood and in today's world. So basically what I'm asking you to do is is make a disaster movie, but I want you to frame it from an optimist's perspective. Everyone in it is absolutely just making the best of it. No one is uh, is having a bad time. Everyone's just getting on with it and... Dealing with it from a positive mindset. <laughs> Not really a disaster film then, is it? No, disastrous things can happen, but uh, you just have to deal with it from my kind of making the best of it positive approach. So, a, a meteor could have destroyed your house, but you see the good side in that. Okay. I uh, Yeah, sure. Well, I've got nothing to lose at this <laughs> point. <laughs> so, fucking whatever. A meteor might have destroyed your back garden, but you can still go on a nice walk in nature... You can enjoy, Mm -hmm. like, there might be zombies chasing you, but if anything, that's just improving your fitness levels. Okay, all right, yay, all right. Everything from the positive point of view.
2: Is... Is is
1: Katy Perry there? Katy Baby is there, yeah. Can you put her on? Okay, one second. Katy! 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 Katy, there's someone
0: on... Oh, that's me, Katy Perry! (laughs)
1: She hasn't had a goji berry bath this morning, I'm afraid, so she's in a, is in somewhat of a bad mood. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me, I'm a oh yeah, and Katy Perry's doing the you su- girls. <laughs> oh yeah, and Katy Perry's doing the uh the soundtrack. <laughs> no she's not she's not allowed. All right Orlando, I'll I'll let you go now cuz you know you need to get your 8 hours. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you want to include any um any sort of uh, wellness practices or anything like that involved in dealing with post-apocalyptic life then I won't complain. Cool. I might not consider that. <laughs> All right, bye Orlando. day, mate. See you around. Oh my god. Ah! What? <laughs> Hollywood actor Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry. All right, there we go. So We've got everything (coughs) that we need for our disaster films, so for the final time of season two, I will see you in just a few short disastrous seconds. See you in a disaster! You just got to
3: ignore So I've been asked to do some promo for these two lads, Ryan and Paul, for their podcast, Cold Callers Comedy quite honestly i've never listened to it because it sounds like shit. but what i can tell you is that my show Artie's Artist Acts, is one of the segments and that is an absolute peaky blinder you can't miss out on whoa what the hell tom you meant to promote our show not slag it off i couldn't care less mate well you should you're on the podcast yeah how about a little gratitude Brain? show them how grateful we are your precious podcast Gratefully accepted. Um, we're not giving it to you. Admirable.
4: What a mistake.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, listen to my show, Cold Callers Comedy, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and all the other podcast platforms. (laughs) The podcast rises. (laughs) Uh, Come here.
1: Hello and welcome back to the final episode of Mockbusters Season Two. You're getting a bit emotional, Matt. The last trailer. I am. Um, you know what, I could be a I could be a sour sport, I could be you know, just put no effort in, but I've I think I've gone out in a blaze of glory this time. It's like, yeah, the stakes might be low, but that's not gonna stop me from trying, god damn it. They look like tears of joy in your eyes, Matt. Probably just because yes. you need a fucking break by this point. Definitely, yeah. At this point, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could just shit out and say we could do last goal wins. <laughs> like... Nah, nah, I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with the format we've got at the moment. But let's not leave everybody waiting, and let's introduce our guest this week. Joining us today is entertainment journalist, former editor at IGN and Time Out, and host of the fast-growing and hilarious podcast Clash of the Titles. It's Chris Tilly. Woo! How you doing, Chris? <laughs>
5: Hi, I'm Matt. Hiya, Jack. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, though. But picking up on what you just said, am I, am I led to believe that there's no competition or contest happening right now, that the stakes have disappeared from this... Seriously. I mean I
1: wouldn't say that the stakes have disappeared because there's always personal animosity between myself oh, of and Of course. Matt. It's it's basically on the line now it's just my personal pride. That's 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 the stakes for and this episode. And that power is in your hands, Chris. Yeah, so no pressure, no pressure.
5: I'm loving it. So long as you don't come to me for a sympathy vote though. I'm not a big fan of those.
1: Never, never. I I let my Quality, quality content to the <laughs> <Yeah>. talking. <laughs> so chris for those who are unfamiliar could you just give us a quick little elevator pitch on what clash of the titles is and what you guys do
5: so uh myself and my co-host vicky cropton alex zane each week we take two movies with something in common uh we discuss them we debate them and at the end we figure out which one of them did it best Uh, It's as simple as that. It's split into two episodes each week, uh, about an hour on each movie. And yeah, it's just an excuse really to geek out for a couple of hours about our favourite films, about good films, about cult films, sometimes about terrible films. It it started out, the idea was, we thought we were going to be doing all twin movies, you know, when two movies come out at roughly the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as we got going, we realised we didn't really need to do that. And then we thought it was going to be a bad movie podcast. We started off with a couple of well, a few bad movies. And then we started trying out actually good movies and found we could have as much fun with them as the bad movies. Mm-hmm. So we just try and mix it up now in terms of genres and eras. And yeah, that's,
1: that's Clash of the title. It's a fantastic show. And what I really like about it, compared to a lot of shows, it's, it's very funny. But also, I've learned a lot. From Clash of the Titles, you, you're you're full of these uh, these golden nuggets. Like I was recently listening to Dirty Dancing versus Footloose. I had no idea like some of the casting choices uh, that you had running up to the films. So who was it that was meant to be playing Baby in Dirty Dancing? Oh my God, Sarah Jessica
5: Parker. Sarah was Jessica it? Parker. Yeah, that was the one. She came really close to doing it, and I think she would have done a good job. Yeah. But. Jennifer Gray's so good in that Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think we all bring something different strengths to the podcast, but I'm certainly the one, particularly as I'm between jobs at the moment, who does way too much research. I mean, yeah, I get a bit obsessive over it, listening to every commentary and reading every book and, yeah, barely sleeping the night before, (laughs) but... I I like to think that as well as trying to be a you know, as well as being a comedy podcast, we we do you know, the knowledge is there as well and we are trying to we're trying to educate people about the background of these movies as well as having a laugh talking about what happens in them.
1: Yeah, so with your vast expertise and experience in pitching two similar films head to head, it sounds like we've got the perfect man to judge our season two finale, Mm -hmm. Chris. So this week myself and Jack both are going head to head with our very own disaster films. Mm-hmm. So is the is the genre of disaster films something you've got a big interest in? Like what what's what's your knowledge base there?
5: Well, I like a disaster movie. We we did one. We did a couple recently on the show. We did um, we did the Gerard Butler double of <laughs> Geostorm Storm and Greenland. Mm-hmm. We did Armageddon and Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. That was an early one because it seemed like an obvious. It's a, it's yep. a twin movie, yeah. and there's there's lots to say about both of Literally them.
1: Literally came out like a month apart or something, didn't they?
5: Yeah, yeah. And there were some dodgy goings on behind the scenes in in terms of which producer knew what about each yeah. other's movies, yeah. and and I think yeah, Bruckheimer was was a bit dodged behind the scenes so um so yeah i think those would be my favorites and i think of, of modern disaster movies I, I think cloverfield's probably my favorite one
1: okay so from a title as prestigious as cloverfield to some titles that definitely won't be so our plot device has given us five randomly generated titles to choose from and then we've got some lovely audience suggestions as well so title number one snakes and invaders title number two Confused by a Rise of Machines.
5: That was written by a robot, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that sounds like someone told a machine to try and describe what The Matrix is about. (laughs) (laughs) I like
5: that. (laughs) Title number three, Extinction of Nowhere. Generic. Very generic. That's as generic as you get. Absolutely. Very non-specific. Title number
1: four. End of the Ocean.
5: End of the Ocean's kind
1: of sad, though. It is quite sad. And then our final plot device-generated title, Giant with Wings. And we also had uh, four titles from listeners in this week. So the first one we had, title number six, What Could Possibly Go Wrong? Title number seven, Big Finn. Title number eight, Earthquake.
5: And title number nine, Ah, <laughs> uh, there's there's already been a film called Ah. Has, Has there? there really? Yeah, it's about um the, the humans, but they talk like monkeys. So that's... no no one no one speaks a line of dialogue in the film. It's all oo ooh, ah ah ah. It's very surreal, but it's called Ah. That's amazing. That's weirder than
1: anything we we could have come up. Yeah, that's with. <laughs> that's not what I would have thought that would be at all. No. So Sarah Lynham, you've uh, you've plagiarised there. So unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> You are disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) But of course, it wasn't just our titles informing our films this week. We got phone calls from our executive producers. Jack, you had a phone call from some form of entrepreneur. Yes, we've already talked about Geostorm (laughs) and and Greenland. Uh, So clearly this man's name was inspired by that. I got a call from Gerard Bogroll, (laughs) who uh, basically gave me the task of explaining why it is a good idea and it's very important to hoard toilet paper in the event of a catastrophe or disaster. Yeah, I believe he's launching a new line of toilet paper um, and he's looking to boost sales a little bit. And uh, what sells toilet paper like a good old-fashioned disaster? Clearly. We we learnt that last year.
5: So there'll be on-screen toilet stuff happening.
1: It uh, just needs to explain... Why it's a good idea to stock up on as much toilet paper as possible before a disaster.
5: Sorry, I'm making notes. I'm just making notes. (laughs) Good, (laughs) good. I'm a a professional journalist here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course.
1: And Matt, you had a call from a famous celebrity who's been in the news recently, haven't you? I did. Hollywood icon Orlando Bloom. Hot (laughs) off the press of his recent routine interview... Um, he's decided he's, he'd been dwelling on this for a little while. He wanted my disaster film to come from an optimistic point of view, so I had to make a disaster film for the optimists of the world, mm-hmm. making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, on paper sounds impossible, but um, <laughs> I I I I think I, I think I've done Orlando proud here. I think he'll get he'll get his good eight hours sleep in. Tonight, yeah. knowing that well, disaster that... movies about are about overcoming impossible odds. Exactly. So if, if you can do that with your film pitch, then you know you're you're onto a winner. Exactly. Exactly. So, knowing what you know about uh, what we had to do, Chris, do you have one that you would like to hear more?
5: Well, it's been a rough few months. It's been a rough year. So, I'd like to hear the optimistic story first. Oh, you've Fantastic. made
1: you've made an excellent choice, Chris. Okay, then, Jack chris are you both sitting comfortably very comfortably yes excellent then without any further ado this is my optimistic disaster film
4: you've seen plane crashes we're going down you've seen volcanoes erupting you've seen massive tidal waves But have you ever seen a plane crashing into a volcano Causing it to erupt into the ocean Creating tidal waves of fire My god, this is entirely plausible Oh, and there's only a fucking asteroid Headed straight to Earth and all But you can't spell disaster without stride Stride being exactly what the people of Wales will take it in Hiya, Julie, you all right? Yeah, just
2: running from the lava wave. Glad it would already started training for that half marathon. <sighs> yeah, my Fitbit says I'm on track to hit a new personal best. Oh, get you. Anyway, the lava wave's caught up with us now, meaning our immediate audible demise. Take care, Michael.
4: <gasps> when devastation reigns because it's also raining fire now. Oh, my God, Sandra, it's raining fire. Hey yes, a good job I just brought the washing in, then. When civilization is on the brink of collapse because the Earth has suddenly started literally collapsing.
2: Geraldine! A crack in the earth just swallowed up the kids' school. Oh, bless them. Hey, we could have a proper shag tonight,
4: though. Featuring spectacular sequences of utter devastation. Oh, my God, we're being invaded by aliens now. Well, it is nice to have visitors. Also, the fucking sun explodes.
2: I reckon we won't even need our coats on today
4: Humanity will stare annihilation in the face
2: Yeah, I know it's the apocalypse and that But it's not the end of the world, is it?
4: Featuring gripping, moving stories of hope
2: I don't want to die a virgin It's okay, Jack Ayers from Cardiff You'll die pure
4: An inspiring examination of human optimism
2: Oh my God, Harry, no! Don't worry, darling the horrible feeling of being crushed under the weight of a fallen
4: chimney is nothing in comparison to the weight of adult responsibility. And featuring an incredible new song by Aerosmith. I'm
3: happy to close my eyes Get a good eight hours sleep Cause I'll be with you baby I won't Miss a thing, even though it's raining fire. I got all that my heart desires. Desire Cause what will be, will be, baby. I won't really miss a thing. There's fire in the sky. We're all gonna fucking die.
4: When you truly believe that everything is going right. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Matt, so there I we mean,
4: have
1: it. Like just sure, um, sure. Have you like have you ever heard a Welsh person? There's there's a very simple explanation, Jack, and that is Gerard Butler played every part. Ah, right. Well, that that explains a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's all
5: I'll say on the matter. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Jack, are you Welsh? I am Welsh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because that got a bit personal. I felt like that trailer did. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, frankly, that's that's been happening a lot recently. Is uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been called a virgin in lots of trailers. Um, schoolyard, schoolyard bullying. Right. I, th- this I've I've said when the whole world is burning, when it's collapsing on itself, it's the apocalypse. I have decided that the most optimistic place in all of this that will stare utter annihilation in the face and just say oh well it's Wales this is a very pro-Welsh film Jack this is a tribute this is a tribute because I know that some of my previous uh, offerings you've felt a bit slanderous so this is this is me trying to make it up to you you're full of shit but I do feel a bit bad now that was classic non-apology I, I feel like you felt that some of the things have been insulting.
5: <laughs> While we're on the subject of Gerard Butler, though, one of the things I was disappointed about in Geostorm was we never really saw the Geostorm. It doesn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. It's avoided in the movie. Mm-hmm. I lo- what I like here is you've got the plane crash, the volcano, yep. the tidal waves, mm-hmm. the asteroid, yep. the sun exploding, yep. the earth collapsing, mm-hmm. and aliens. And
1: aliens, yeah. Basically, we spent... Because Gerard Butler played every single part, um, obviously we didn't have to pay any other actors. Um, so all the, all the budget went on effects. Uh, so it's the most ambitious disaster film I would say has ever been created. So the sheer spectacle of it, combined with the pure optimism of of our lovable characters, makes this just such a perfect disaster drama.
5: What can you tell me about the aliens, though? Uh, horrible,
1: absolutely horrible. <laughs> they are just bloodthirsty. Like they've gone to a planet that's already falling apart, and they've gone. Oh, should we, should we get in on this, lads?
5: Cause I, I think I read an early version of this script, and mm-hmm. so weren't they looking for virgins? These aliens. They
1: were, they were, which would make sense. Uh, why so much of the film uh, is. <laughs>
5: I can't that you have
1: come in here Chris and you've sunk to his level. Yes! you've done exactly what he wanted you to do. Yes. And, and
5: what what upsets me is I expected better from a professional Chris. It's just it's just, it's just it's just it's just that is just based on a draft I read.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, cuz you're getting a lot of these early Gerard Butler scripts delivered to you Chris, aren't you?
5: And did did he ever try to get the movie uh moved to Scotland rather than Wales because I know, I know he's got history of doing that.
1: Yeah, he 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 did try and do that, but um, you know, once I had a word with him and said, you know, what I was I was trying to achieve here, you know, he he understood. Um, as you can hear, he did. He's capable of a perfect Welsh accent. Um, so you know, he was he was completely fine to to just go ahead and 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 do that. Uh, no questions asked. Perfectly. Orlando Bloom famously came out into the media and said, though, that it was not nearly optimistic enough. What would you say to Orlando if you had a an, an open platform to respond to him now? That's not a very optimistic viewpoint to take of your film, is it, Orlando? To be fair, you've done him there.
5: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely mugged off.
5: I, I do have one other question though. <clears throat> you've got you've got Aerosmith, yeah. singing the song, yeah. But I I'd heard that did something happen behind the scenes? wasn't Wasn't Wales's favourite? bronze son tom jones singing it originally and uh, then he had to pull out what happened there
1: uh, so basically um tom jones originally signed on and then he found out that it was my film tom has a grievance with me um when jack made a film fucking what was it called what was your what was it called jack the the one where you were supposed to destroy whales. oh i don't fucking know mate. That was <laughs> ages yeah basically yeah I, so... I void my brain of all of this Almost seconds after we finish it. Yeah, so me and Tom Jones, we had strict personal, uh, professional conflicts. Uh, so he decided he didn't want any part of that. Uh, he also found out that uh, one of the characters was based on Jack Ayres, who he'd previously worked with. Um, infamously had a horrible time working with him. <laughs> Lots of horrible stuff in this movie, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't have any further questions. How about you, Chris?
5: No, for the moment, um, I've heard everything I need to. Good, Good. stuff.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. So, moving on to the second trailer of the day, the last one of season two. Here is my film trailer about Toilet Roll. No disrespect, sir, but you have to be joking me. Three thousand years. That's how long it's been. Three thousand years since the ancient Egyptian city of Thonis was lost to the ocean. Tsunami is the best guess to a scientific community. However, that's not what the locals say. They say Thonis was punished. Punished for its pride. Punished for its arrogance. Punished because they believed they were gods. Now tell me, sirs, if you disturb this ancient city with no consideration to anything but your own prophets... How close do you believe that? To playing God? We appreciate your concern, Doctor. Send the divers in. Hello? Darling, I need you to listen to me very carefully. I don't have much time.
3: What's going on, Ben? You're scaring me. I
1: need you to go to the shops and pick up every roll of toilet paper you can find. Do you hear me? What kind? All of them. Then I need you to take the girls and get as far away from the coast as you can. Our lives may very well depend on it.
3: But what should I do with the toilet paper? I don't understand.
1: If things go as I fear, this may be the only way to escape.
3: From what? What's happening, Ben?
1: They're coming. The mummies. What the hell is that? Breaking news as we have it here. That's not Pharaoh. Incidences of being torn apart by a 3,000-year-old cursed Egyptian mummy that comes from the bottom of the sea are up 800 million percent today. Come on there, you bastards. Let's see what you've got. Open fire! How the fuck are they still going? Early reports suggest the only weakness these mummies have is to fire. And considering these mummies come from 60 feet under the sea rather than 6 feet under, that could be a problem. Oh no! We can't set them on fire because they are too wet from being under the sea! How will we fix this insurmountable problem? They're almost here. Have you got all the supplies?
2: Yes, we've got Andrex, Kleenex, Cachelle, Charmin.
1: I need you to wrap yourself and the girls up as tight as possible. We're walking our way out of here.
3: Daddy, I'm scared! Just keep
1: walking and keep calm, sweetie. They can't see you while we're dressed like this. Where are we going? We have to wipe our hands of this before it's too late. The answer has been under our nose this whole time. If we can find more, we'll be on a roll. So, what are you suggesting? We just hide for the rest of our lives, is that it? This plan is bigger than any one of us. It needs to be all of us. It needs to be all of it. All of the world's toilet paper. All at once. What are we going to do? We're going to take the fight to them. Find me the most absorbent quadruple ply you can find. We're going to soak up the sea. End of the ocean. So there you have it, wow. the most I... exposition heavy trailer in history. <laughs> Jack, I did not expect you to go for that for some reason. It I, I didn't know that's that's where it led up to. So kudos. I had to try and find a way to obviously completely hundred mm-hmm. percent naturally incorporate the toilet roll into the plot. And, sure. and what are the uses of toilet paper? And I I was refusing to sink to a crude level once again. So what, el- what else Fair do you play. use toilet paper for? Pretending to be a mummy as a child yep. and soaking up spills. So we combined those two ideas to, uh, to escape the mummies and also to soak up the entire sea uh, so that they can take the fight to those bastard mummies.
5: I, I like the fact that the-, the start of the trailer and clearly the start of the film is basically Gods of Egypt, a film that starred Gerard Butler.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I mean I, I haven't taken any props from either that or the mummy films because obviously that would be that would be plagiaristic. We did have to recast Brendan Fraser to uh mm. to kind of distance ourselves from those allegations. But, you, but Ben Wishaw stepped in as <laughs> Professor Ben. A natural replacement. Who, yeah. He's
5: the English. yeah, he's he's very much the British Brendan Fraser. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, exactly. as
1: everyone everyone says, joined by um Bryce Dallas Howard as <laughs> his wife. So, Jack, did Gerard Butler have any involvement with this film? Gerard Butler had no involvement with this film, no. Mm. Um, we, we so actually, is it really a disaster film? We pride ourselves on being a film about disasters, not a disastrous movie. So we naturally wanted to put a bit of distance between, between ourselves there. Mm.
5: But this was shot, wasn't it? This was shot last summer when um, Toilet Roll was scarce. Yes. Um, how much toilet roll did you use on this production? Well, yeah, I mean, the ironic thing
1: was um, we actually, yeah, we did run out of toilet paper. We were using several tons a scene. We ran so low on our toilet paper supplies that we actually did have to use ancient Egyptian bandages as stand-ins uh, for the toilet paper in the scene, yeah. uh, which, you know, the Egyptology Museum weren't sure. happy about. But you know you can't make a successful disaster movie without breaking a few sarcophaguses.
5: And they are reusable, so absolutely reusable. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's funny you should mention that actually because I know you recently did a bout of reshoots within the last week, uh, which caused a bit of a stir uh, because it was uh, it was a sh- it was some scenes where the mummies are in the ocean, and you failed to take the toilet paper back out of the ocean, which caused such a massive. Uh, blockage in the water that a big cargo ship uh, had to swerve to avoid it, blocking the Suez Canal, um, which has cost the economy millions upon millions of dollars. Um, How how can you justify that in in the name of a two-bit disaster film? (laughs) The way I see it, Matt, is you can't put a price on entertainment. You really can't. Not even billions of pounds to the global economy. What I would say is that, you know, in a couple of years' time, who's going to be talking about the Suez Canal blockage that lasted a couple of weeks, and who's going to be talking about End of the Ocean, the smash-hit disaster movie featuring Ben Whishaw? It's just, you know, I can't watch The Lord of the Rings without that scene where Aragorn kicks a helmet, without saying, oh, he broke his toe there, you know? There's some bits of trivia that stick, and... Just like some <laughs> brands of toilet paper, I feel like this is going to stick. Well, I, I personally think there's, there's no better marketing tactic at all than go, look, did you know that this is the disaster movie that brought the world to a standstill, that, that caused a real-life disaster? You can't buy, money can't buy that kind of publicity. Well, it, in a way it did, it's just it's come at the expense of every taxpayer in the world. Yes, so cheaper for us.
5: Uh, I know uh, obviously Matt got Aerosmith to do his theme song I know early on you had Adele on board yes she was she was doing uh, toilet rolling in the deep <laughs> yes. was, was was but then I, I think she was asking for too much money so that didn't happen so who did you end up getting um, in to do your song?
1: toilet roll puns toilet roll puns what can i repost with what can i repost with
5: the bay shitty Rollers. yes hey.
1: there we go i mean he's answered his own question okay, we, yeah. the the bay city rollers have come out of retirement
5: i'm very i'm very excited to see the the climax though with the with the with the the oceans being soaked up
1: yeah yeah it it takes a it's, it's a lot of the film to be honest because it's as you can imagine a very slow process
5: and I, didn't, I don't know if I... Is Roland Emmerich directing both of these movies? Um, now, my
1: disaster film was made by S- Steven Soderbergh. Don't know who you got to do this thing, Jack. Uh, Zack Snyder. So it's, so it's what, five hours long? Well, yeah, we do the absorbing of the sea in real time. Not slow motion. So. <laughs> <laughs> real time and slow motion, yeah.
5: To- toilet paper in seawater is quite an unpleasant image. Yeah. Um. Mm. Has Has Zack found a way to... to Inject some beauty into that.
1: Yes. He's he's he found lots of ways to inject some beauty in it. I mean I I can I can divulge this. With the mummies being defeated, um obviously they are left with, you know, an ocean's worth of soggy soggy toilet paper. A significant part of the film towards the end is about learning to um learning to love and live with this new ecosystem that's been that's been built. I mean the simple answer would have just been that Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill are in it. Well, I mean, for me, Ben Wishaw is, is 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 our Henry Cavill. Here. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Isn't Henry Cavill our Henry Cavill? <laughs> ben Wishaw is the thinking man's Henry Cavill. <laughs> ben Wishaw's put on eight stone for the role as well of so sheer muscle, Of sheer muscle. Yeah, it it, it looks freakish, to be honest. Wow. Well, I mean, I have no further questions for you, Jack. Chris. No,
5: that's um, I love it.
1: I'm impressed I'm impressed Jolly good So we go into the final part of the show Where Matt and I Will take 30 seconds each To try and sway you Onto our side of the fence Whose desperate plea (laughs) Would you like to hear first?
5: Uh, It's got to be you Jack
1: the answer I was not hoping for.
5: <laughs> can I make Can I make a, a request or, Ooh, or, or okay. uh, for, for, for okay. these thirty second Ooh. pitches? I know that you know. In in Independence Day, there's a dog in danger, In Geostorm there's a dog in danger. Is there a canine in danger in your movies? Because I think every disaster movie needs one. And if not, can you inject a dog <laughs> into your pitch? Of,
1: of course, Chris. I've meticulously thought this through. <laughs> what is more perilous to a poor helpless dog than jack miles start your hen- pitch jack start your pitch <laughs> he asked me to do it separately you interrupted me as i was getting on to my most important part which is miles and miles of soggy toilet paper can you imagine a poor golden retriever puppy attempting to wade its way through molten bog roll and just you know choking on the bastard stuff it's, it's a horrendous scene and one that you know, Ben Whishall swims in and you know does his best but does he save it you know who can now, tell if there's anything I know about dogs dogs love to rip up toilet paper if you get a bunch of dogs into on, onto a pile of toilet paper they're they're gonna go fucking ape shit. they're gonna love that aren't they soggy gonna, toilet paper mat just cause it's a bit damp that's not they're not gonna discriminate, are they? It's It's not a bit damp, it's full of the whole sea. We've hit the fucking jackpot here, lads. Let's rip this to bits. Oh, great. It's soggy. We can rip up even more toilet paper. Now, Chris, I pose this to you. We are looking at the brink of collapse, the earth crumbling in on itself, alien invasion, every natural disaster you can think of. Every dog on the planet is in danger. The aliens... They have space dogs. If humanity fights back, they're in danger. A substantial part of this film is exploring, you know, how do we protect the dogs? You know, if the dogs are in peril, how do we save them? How do we save this many dogs? Every breed, every type, you know, every size, any dog you can think of. It's in this film and it is in grave danger. But what about the bog roll? Like, get on with your pitch. Man. Okay, so fine let's let's get into the pitch. Let's get into the pitch. Three, two, one. Chris, I know how much you are dying to see Ben Wishore change from his stereotyped performances into the action star of the coming decade. And this is where it happens. This is where the action is, is really kicking off. Just think how good it would be to see thousands of Egyptian monies climbing out of the sea, ripping people to shreds, and then people wading through in toilet paper disguises before the whole sea gets absorbed with toilet paper. And that's time. Impressive. I think that's the most impassioned yeah, that was, I've ever... Considering I've you've ever got gone. nothing to fight for. Yeah. <laughs> considering you had no ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I had to make up with lack of substance with um, with a bit of flourish there. Now for my rebuttal. So, three, two, one. Chris, this film starts with a plane crashing into a volcano which explodes into the ocean causing a tidal wave of fire. This is... spectacle like you've never seen in a disaster film before. However it's about the human psyche it's about the good of mankind it's complex, it's layered, it's intelligent this is the thinking man's disaster film it's got dogs in peril left, right and centre. It didn't cause any actual economical disasters in the world. Time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, right down to the wire there. Burst in with ideas. Now you've heard both of our impassioned pleas, Chris. Are you ready to make your decision? I am. So, Chris Tilly, on the final episode of Mockbusters Season 2, who have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? Matt. Yes! <laughs> yes! Last goal wins! I've taken <laughs> Season 2!
5: Let me, let me explain my thinking. Let okay, me explain my okay, thinking. Okay, okay, let's hear it, let's hear it. Uh, Jack, the imagery in your movie was a little short of spectacular. I really like that. The, 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 I'd love to see the toilet roll soaking up the ocean. But, Matt, the, the dog storyline in yours, it's beautiful. It got me emotional. Um, I think I, I was impressed with your impassioned pitch, Jack. But then, Matt, you've got all these butlers. You've got so many so Gerard many. Butlers and one Wishaw versus ten Butlers. The ten Butlers are going to take it every time. <laughs> did I mention so... that Gerard Butler did all the mocap for the dogs as well? <laughs>
1: well I'm just hell. imagining ten Gerard Butlers just kicking the shit out of Ben <laughs> Wishaw now. <laughs> you know, you've got Alien versus Predator, you've got Godzilla versus Kong. I want Wishaw versus Butler. <laughs>
5: Also, as I made it very clear on Clash of the Titles when we did Geostorm in Greenland, I have written a film script recently with a role of a pirate that I've definitely written for Gerard Butler. (laughs) So, (laughs) any excuse to say nice things about Gerard Butler? He'd be a good pirate, do you not think? I think he'd be an excellent pirate. Yeah, yeah. if you're listening, Jerry. if you're listening, listening, Jerry, call me. (laughs) Well, Chris, thank you
1: very, very much. Um, this This has restored some of my pride in in my abilities to make something good this season. What does that actually leave the final score at, Jack? Uh what was it 6-3? Six, 6-3, three? Six, three, yeah. That's that's fine considering our one season 1 as well. Yeah, that's it's fine. I've only doubled you. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Chris. How can people find both you and Clash of the Titles,
5: uh you guys on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Tilly Tweets, that's T I L L Y, and we are Clashpod on Twitter and Instagram.
1: If I didn't make it clear enough early on, I can't recommend you enough to go over and listen to Clash of the Titles.
5: Yeah, thank you. We're in the middle of our Oscar season at the moment, so Excellent. Some prestige films going up against some shite.
1: Before we say goodbye today, we just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who has supported the show for this last season. It's been a fantastic experience for the both of us. We've had some great guests. So first of all Thank you to all of our guests this season for agreeing to come on the show. Uh, You've been all brilliant. Uh, Thank you to every single one of the listeners. And a special thank you is going to go out to everyone who sent us in titles for us to work with this season. So, Matt, you you can be the little cheerleader here. I'm going to run through a list of names. So, special thank you to Mark Beecham. Woo! Finn Barfarel. Woo! Dave McSparren, Woo! Sean Martin. Woo! Sean Reese James. Woo! Scratch Bandicoot. Woo! James Laughlin. Woo! Jack Bostock. Woo! Meredith Lewis. Woo! Sam Higgs. Woo! Sam Z Joe. Woo! Simon Thompson. Woo! Sarah Lynham. Woo! Owen Landon. Woo! Shelley Draper. Woo! Gareth Ayres, <laughs> <laughs> Paul from Filmbusters, <laughs> Sam Woo! <Korf, laughs> and Woo! <Yepe Marek. laughs> There's been so many more of you that have sent in titles. We just wanted to give a special shout out to those who have sent absolutely loads in this season. So, Absolutely. thank you so much. Matt, if people want to send stuff in in future, where can they do it? I wasn't quite ready to do that, Jack. I was going to say something oddly sentimental, because because we're going to go into a bit of an extended break. Obviously, Season 1 and Season 2 happened in relatively quick succession. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling now we've got two seasons of this strange brainchild of ours out of the way? Honestly, for me, it's been it's been a welcome focus in a time with very little focus. Absolutely. Um, it's been... Although at times we, you know, we've we've had to work pretty hard on the show yeah, at times, yeah. and it's very time-consuming. But I've always found it's worth it because of just the kind of silly levity that it's yeah. brought. It's brought mm-hmm. to my weeks, and also just having the opportunity to chat to some people that I never thought I'd get to yep. chat to, and just have a laugh. How about you, Matt? I think it's been a, a well-needed distraction, and like you said, like especially with season two. It's been a lot of hard work. A lot of work <laughs> goes into putting these strange, silly, yeah. stupid things into into a realized form. It's a it's a lot of work behind the scenes as well, um getting people on and uh sticking to time constraints and like working to other people's schedules, because obviously even though, you know, we're in a lockdown and everything, people are still busy, people are still doing things. Yeah, Um, and promoting the show is like a full-time job in and of itself. So if you have enjoyed the last two (laughs) seasons, you know, I won't won't chew your ear off, but honestly, it helps us so much. If you share with people that you think might like it, if you leave us a review on, like, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or whatever, or, you know, just... You know, getting it, getting the show out there, helps us and makes the uh, the hours that we put into it more bearable and yeah. more worth it. Yeah. And uh, one last thank you from me, and an oddly sentimental one here, Jack. I know this season, especially, you've you've taken a right good rinse in from <laughs> me. So thank you for being a good sport, and uh, it's 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 an absolute joy to share this podcast with you. Yeah, Matt. Thanks for uh, thanks for going on this stupid journey with uh yep. with me it's 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 been an absolute joy and it's it's been nice i tell you what as well that we we used to live together we used to see yep. each other all the time mm-hmm. and it's a nice reason to uh to keep in touch every week because it's strange it's strange to think we we haven't been in the physical presence of each other for over a year now february yeah february well as a as a last tribute to you jack i'm a man of my word so playing this episode out is this wonderful song. Uh, you have this masterpiece by Axel Rose and Lil Jon. I can't wait. So, Matt, if people do want to get in touch with us between seasons, where can they find us? So, you can find us on all the socials at Pod. We're on pretty much everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok if you're that way inclined. But if you're old school like that and you want to write us a little more old-fashioned, you can find our email, podcast at gmail.com.
0: Until next time, I've been
1: Matthew Biddulph. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Chris Tilly. And all of you! Take it away, Axel! <laughs> you
3: know you are! you to the finale, baby! Uh, 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 uh. He's got a smile! that suggests to me he's definitely lost his virginity his name is Jack or the Cardiff Rabbit cause if it has got a pulse you can bet he'll shag it yeah he'll bombard you and fly if you know what I mean he ain't gonna act for himself six winning movies on the trophy shelf season two Pleasing you, ain't nothing I know what Jack Az can do, yeah! Yeah, take it away, Slash! Slash rides with cash, Where's is what Jack gets plenty of! Jack as gets all the ladies, drives all the grown men crazy! Jack Az the next Scorsese! Better watch his films and drink his love gravy! Yeah! They got me- Mac Fiddle is a grown-ass baby He ain't never seen a grown-ass lady He thought he was the shit Cause he won the first seen, But he can't get it up for any reason. He makes fun of Jack Cause he's just jealous Cause he can't get attention For the ladies or fellas Maybe he'd one won If he wasn't so white And maybe get some If his weakness wasn't tiny Congratulations, Jack! Six-three! Hey, that rhymes with dicks me! And it would be a pleasure if you would dick me! I love you, jackass! Yeah!